0: zion responded to a story about gm david griffin which claimed among other things that griffin played the piano for his <laughs> young star
1: did you see his response he was like that's kind of weird
0: let me tell you right now if i was zion and david walks up to my room and i heard a knock knock and it's david griffin and i opened the door and i'm like yo david what's good like what can i do for you he comes in he sits down at the baby grand he starts playing i'm gonna catch you later bro <laughs> What's up, what's up? Welcome to Certified Buckets, the can't-miss NBA podcast where we hit on all things hoops and culture, brought to you by Uninterrupted. I'm your girl, Ashton Nicole Moss, sounding a little stuffy, but that's okay. I'm gonna thug it out because I'm from New York and that is what we do. But I am not here solo dolo. I got my guys with me, Lethal, Christian. How you guys feeling today?
1: I'm good, Ash. How you feeling? Doing good, doing good.
0: Listen, we got a lot to get into, but before we get into any of that and all of that, make sure you guys subscribe to our podcast wherever you happen to be listening. Get at us on social media at Certified Buckets. There are no vowels in the word buckets. Why? Because we too cool for all of that. We're on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you guys interact with us and you never know, you might see or hear your comments on air. Now, we got to get into our favorite segment, well, my favorite segment, a little thing we like to call 3 on 5. All right, y'all, check ball. It's time for our host to go 3 on 5. All right. So topic number one, Monday was media day in the NBA, which always provides major headlines. But this year it was an added layer of intrigue because the biggest topic for all NBA teams, all 30 NBA teams, was vaccination status. Now, look, we're not going to get all political. We're going to keep it strictly basketball. But Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, Andrew Wiggins, Jonathan Isaac, and Devin Booker were just some of the guys who provided some big sound bites on vaccination status. And strictly from a basketball perspective, which of these storylines stood out to you guys the most?
1: If we're talking strictly basketball, it creates a distraction for, for a lot of different players. Like, I could be asking here on Nets Media Day, I could be asking... Patty Mills or, or Kevin Durant, hey, what, how excited are you to be able to play with a guy like Kyrie? But instead, the questions are now, are you concerned that Kyrie might miss more than half of the games, right? If if you can't play because of New York City uh, mandate saying that you have to be vaccinated here, that's half the season right there. And if you don't have your second or third best player, and Kyrie is, you know what I'm saying? I've said this before. Kevin Durant is the best player on the team. James Harden is the best playmaker. But Kyrie Irving is electrifying the watch. And if you don't have that... There's a reason why Nets season tickets are still on sale right now when they should be sold out when you got three superstars like that. So it's tough. Um, I hope there's a resolution. Maybe
0: they can provide that discount code.
1: (laughs) Listen, I, I hope it comes to a resolution soon because it's not even just the Nets. All these teams want their best players out there. And if you don't have your best player out there because he doesn't want to get vaccinated, it just creates an awkward situation.
0: And I find it interesting that Kyrie said that He didn't want to be a distraction. And in the off season, he was all about, you know, working on his game and stuff. But at the end of the day, it's everyone's personal decision, what they do with their bodies. But at the end of the day, it also is a business. And as a business, you have the right to require certain things of your employees. And those things kind of help maintain a level of safety and health for everybody involved. And I just think that for guys who are so, you know, team, 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 it kind of is like a a little bit of a contradiction because now you have the opportunity to be there for your team, 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 and you're doing something that's completely opposite of, you know, the betterment of the overall squad and the overall goal of the year, which is winning a championship.
2: Yeah, no, I agree uh, as well because, like you're saying, if it's a team, we got to protect each other. A lot of these people have kids, family members. Some of their uh, grandparents might live with them who are older. Some people actually have their parents living with them in the home as well. So, you know, if you – care for the team as much as much you'll do whatever it takes to be with the team so um, i I just i just hope you know know, these guys uh, come to the conclusion to do what's best for the team and most important most importantly you know like you guys are saying try not to be a distraction because uh, as much as we love the game of basketball like if you're not going to do it i mean they're going to start finding guys and making guys not be able to play then it's going to be no point of having the guys on the team we definitely would love to have these type of players uh, going up and down the court, because that's why
1: we uh, watch the game of basketball. You you know if I can if I can really quickly just just get kind of personal, you know i I didn't get my second COVID shot up until Friday, you know, and I had I had really procrastinated on getting it because I had a lot of the same hesitancies that these players have, you know. I I don't know what the what the long standing implications of getting this shot are, you know, but. Y- your world kind of changes when people close to you get sick. You know, my mother caught COVID, um, no. and then she caught pneumonia on top of that COVID, oh, wow. and that and that kind of just changed my whole world. And now I'm I'm two shots in. I didn't have any crazy side effects, and now I'm I'm outside. You feel me? Yeah. I think Dame said the best possible thing that anybody could say. He said, "You know, I, I got shots when I was little." Right. And he was like, I think he said something along along the lines of do I want to get a shot right now? No. But if it's going to be what keeps my family and myself safe, then I'm going to do it. So it, it's a tough situation. I don't think anybody envisioned a, a scenario that we'd be in right now. Right. Like if you would ask me four years ago, hey, do you think the world going to shut down because of a virus? I'd have been like, no, are you crazy? But this is the situation we're in now. So. It's tough. I hope I hope players... I hope that it's a tough situation because now what happens with the players who are vaccinated that don't want to be on the floor with unvaccinated players, all right?
0: Well, let me ask you that because you guys work closely with athletes. Obviously, one, from a writing standpoint, you're in the locker room and then lethal, you train these guys. If you're an athlete and your teammate is unvaccinated and that's going to go ahead and limit his availability throughout the season, do you feel a way about that? Does that affect team chemistry that, like... You have one goal every season, and that is to win games and to win a championship, and you look to the left and you look to the right, and one of the guys is not holding their weight in terms of, you know, doing something that helps that happen. Do you feel a way about that?
2: No, I I agree with you. Like, once again, I feel a way. I would feel a way about it, you know, like if all three of us was on a team. And me and Chris got vaccinated and we really needed you and, and you weren't doing it, I I would be I would be very disappointed, you know. And we can say, like, you know, people care about the teams and people care about all the other things to talk about. But if you really care, do what's best. And like what Dame said, like, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like when we got our shots as kids, our parents didn't really know what was in those shots to not get chicken pox. I mean, not to sound like don't I'm not saying go out and be just getting random shots, but like our parents really didn't know what was in that stuff. And now Everybody's like, "Oh, the government like just 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 do what's best for human race, you know, and, and let's let's lead the way, you know."
0: Yeah. All right, so for topic number 2, we have Ben Simmons no longer wants to play alongside Joel and B. Now, they hmm. cited an anonymous source, so there is no name attached to this quote, but it basically, love <laughs> it basically says there's nothing personal about this choice, it seems. But the 25-year-old Simmons has clearly decided that his career is better off without Embiid blocking the runways in the paint that he so badly needs to succeed. Lethal, I have to ask you, do you agree that Simmons and Embiid are just not a good fit together on the court?
2: well like you said we don't know who the source is but if that source is correct they don't need to play on the same team because like <laughs> like what you guys are like what you know in sports if you ever feel some type of way about your teammates you're never going to be able to play the way you want to play like if i feel like every time i'm open ashley you're not passing me the ball with the seams I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have a certain type of way that you're against me so i was taken up for ben because i really uh, would love to see those two together but you know what this is to the point now, like. I like them so much. Like, don't, don't, now don't even go back to Philly. Philly, don't even give them a chance. Go to another team, no more excuses, and and, and try to build your bond somewhere else because this is getting out of hand. And I, I just want to see some good basketball. I don't want to see guys complaining and stuff like that because those two together, I, I thought they could win rings. So I pray right. that that source is,
1: is, is not a good source. I pray. Listen, this, it, this reminds me of two things. To your okay. point, lethal number one of players not necessarily getting along with each other. We, we've seen history of that being able to work. Shaq and Kobe didn't necessarily love each other, but right. on the floor, they made it work, right? They, right. they got rings to show for that relationship. They ain't love each other, but they respected each other's game. I think Joel Embiid is a lot closer to Shaq than Ben Simmons is to Kobe.
0: But I have to ask you, as somebody who writes and, and is in these locker rooms and, you know, doing all of that, how accurate are these anonymous sources? Are they really truly anonymous? Come on, give it
2: to
1: us, Chris. Or is
0: it like the time when Aaron Rodgers in the offseason anonymously did not want to be in Green Baby? We all know <laughs> that came from Aaron Rodgers. Like, <laughs>
1: I think every reporter... Or every NBA reporter has had an anonymous source that's been a player, right? Because Mm. you can't ever tie it back to a player. Mm. Um, But at the same time, anonymous sources could be somebody in the locker room. It could be the equipment guy. Mm. It could be somebody in the front office. So a lot of these times, these anonymous sources are right. They just don't want to have their name tied to it because then they could get fired. Mm. But, you know, sources can be wrong. You know, you could you could have a source say one thing and then something else happens the next week. And now you're looking at that source crazy. So it's you, you never know. You never know. Listen,
0: if you guys are new to following me, that's what happened with my Giannis situation. I've told this story before. Giannis, <laughs> oh, no. Giannis, when I worked for the Miami Heat. Oh, yeah. Giannis during the <laughs> offseason was very unhappy in Milwaukee and it was known it wasn't like it was a secret And there were numerous sources in the Miami area within certain organizations that I will not go ahead and name, but... That he was on the verge of signing a deal in the 305 if everything lined up. Obviously, Drew Holiday came in at the 11th hour and changed the whole game. And to this day, Bucks Twitter will not let me forget it. And I'm actually blocked from the Milwaukee Bucks on Twitter. I told this story last episode. That's cool. They may unblock me. They may not. I'm not losing any sleep. They
1: won't. It's okay. So
0: obviously, the situation in Philly is broken. (laughs) Okay? The process did not work. But who would it work with and who does need to be in philly and also where does ben simmons need to go you
1: you know that's an interesting question when you when you look at the rockets i, I do think if you if you do a john wall ben simmons swap i think that kind of makes a little bit of sense john wall isn't a crazy three-point shooter but he's a guy who's going to at least take some shots from the perimeter at least take some shots from that mid-range and he can still create some offense I like that Um, and I think for Ben Simmons the best situation for him is to get to a team where they're going to build around him right if you go to if you send him to Houston that he's automatically the best player on that team they're going to start forming that franchise around him other than that I mean just the way these events have unfolded kind of makes me think a little differently about a Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons swap, right? Philly is a place where I don't think there's a vaccination mandate. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, I believe that Kyrie Irving will be allowed to play these games. Ben Simmons comes to comes to Brooklyn. I mean, I don't like the fit on offense, but he's a, a all world defense defensive player. We know that. Um, I think any swap where you can get a real lead attack guard in exchange for a guy like Ben Simmons works for them. So um, I think Philly has options, but at the end of the day, they have no leverage. He's got so many years left on his deal. He doesn't want to return there. Um, they, they're they kind of in a in a tight spot right now, so it's tough.
0: I think it's also going to be interesting because, you know, Simmons is coming off not the best season. Sure. The best postseason, rather. It's yeah. going to be interesting what teams... You know, want to go ahead and make that move because unfortunately, although he does a lot of things great, he's a great defensive player, teams have short-term memories. Fans yeah. have short-term memories as we've seen and you're only as good and I put that in quotations as your last performance and unfortunately, his last performance was not good. So If you're a team, are you even willing to kind of take that chance after what you've just seen transpire?
1: You you know, there's one more team that I've written about that I think needs to try to jump on this, and that's Indiana, right? Right. Because there's no... Indiana does not get stars, right? They they no. have to they they struggle to keep stars. You saw Paul George leave, and if you get a guy like Ben Simmons and you get him there for what is he at four years left on his deal? Now you can build a champion around him. You can get some pieces. You've already got Miles Turner. I think Miles Turner is a great fit next to Ben Simmons because he right. can pl- pop out to the outside. And now you can plug those pieces in, and you send Malcolm Brogdon and Karis Levert over to Philly. That's a great fit for them too. So I think that makes sense. Um, I think there's a couple different ideas that that Philly should be trying to explore any situation where they get a good point guard and a solid defender in exchange because they're not going to get what they think they're going to get. What were they trying to get Four draft picks yeah. and an all star caliber player? It's it's dead for that. All
0: right. Moving on to topic number three, Carl Anthony Towns, who I'm a big fan of. Shout out to Kat, sure. was the subject of a Sports Illustrated feature documenting his personal battle with covid The loss of family members during the pandemic and dealing with mental health crises while performing at a very high level. Obviously, mental health in sports is something that has become more of a conversation, which I'm very happy about. It needs to be spoken about more often, more freely. needs to be less of a taboo on this subject because mental health is extremely real and it's extremely important. Lethal, you work with athletes a lot, very closely, and I want to ask you the pressure that is on them to perform day in and day out, regardless of what's going on internally. What is it? What are some of the things that you see, and how can we help to combat that?
2: Yeah, I feel like sometimes fans have to um, put themselves in the player's shoes. You know, sometimes I might train clients, and people don't know that a family member might die, or one of their mm. friends might have got killed, or. You know, uh-huh. something happened to their kid that they can't, you know, put out to the media. So fans that go to a game and be like, you know, why the hell is blah, blah, blah playing like that? And put your damn head up and make a damn and this dismiss. Mm-hmm. And it's like the same way that we go through things, uh, not playing sports. They go through that. They're human, you know, yeah. and, it, and it sucks that we put them on this pedestal that, you know, and I, and I do that in my training. You know, it, it doesn't matter what happens. Soon as you step on the wood, you got to do what you have to do. They have to do that. But we have to realize the more we do that. They bottle this stuff up. And once they bottle it up, they go to a dark place. And that dark place, somebody just, they just burst. And, and I'm happy that the NBA and everybody started to notice that, you know, sometimes you have to stay, uh, take a step back and realize, especially with these times with COVID, social media, like all these stuff. I mean, the pressure that's behind these players is really tough. And and to be a coach and to train these guys to get over these type of uh, uh, pedestals, I mean, it's, it's tough. I can do it. But it's if people really saw what these guys really had to go through, I think
1: some fans will take a step back because some of the stuff I hear at these games is just ridiculous. You know who really, I think, needs to get their flowers right now is Kevin Love. Yeah. Um, Kevin Love was one of the very first players to actually be public about his mental health issues. And then after that, the floodgates open. Then we saw DeMar DeRozan talking about it. Then we saw a bunch of other players start to talk about it. So, um, you know, and those are tricky things as a reporter, because you don't even know where to ask that question because you don't know what guys are going through. Right. Right. Sometimes. And and a lot of people gave me some credit for this one day. Kyrie hops on a, on a, on a zoom call and we're talking, and I just asked him a simple question. Hey, are you okay? Right. Right. Sometimes that's all you got to ask a player and then he'll be, he'll give you a nod or he'll tell you, or he'll go into it. Right. And um, it's just tough. You know, I, I hope that a lot of these guys have therapists because therapists are, are you know what I'm saying? They're just so important for, for everybody, not just athletes, but for anybody. And um, we, we got to, we, we can't leave mental health on the, on the back burner. We got to keep that at the forefront.
0: It reminds me of, I mean, this goes back so far. It reminds me of in 2017, if you guys remember when Isaiah Thomas was playing with the Celtics. Mm. And he was crying during warmups. It was the day after, I believe, his sister had passed. Right.
1: That was and tragic, man. He
0: was so emotionally just broken, as you can imagine, and he still showed up to play. And you can just tell like the playing the game was therapeutic for him, but it was also so heavy. And I think that a lot of the times athletes are kind of afraid to show that level of emotion. So it was it yeah. was Great. Obviously, the circumstances were terrible, but it was great to see Isaiah be so vulnerable and so open. I think also because it was so heavy, he really didn't have a choice. It's just one of those things you got to get it out. But I mean, look, I know that trash talk and all that stuff is part of the game, right? I was at MSG, you know, the Hawks (laughs) and the Knicks. That's all, listen, that's all fun and and dandy and and it's cool and it's part of the game. And even Trey was like, I love it. I live for it. Give me more. There's got to be a line. Just like right. anything in life, there is a line. And it shouldn't get personal. You shouldn't right. throw things at players. Right. You shouldn't talk about their mothers and their wives. You know, keep it on the right. court. Everyone loves a little trash talk. Talk about their hairlines. Talk about, right. you know, their styles. Talk about their runs. Talk about their shot, you know. But right. don't cross a line because you really never know what, what these guys are dealing do. with off yep. the court.
1: We saw that in those playoffs, too. I went I, I went out to Boston um, for for that series between the Boston Nets when Kyrie, tough. tough. And then and, and you gotta you gotta give blame where blame is due. I mean, Kyrie had a great game. Yes, you go back, you beat Boston, but then you go onto the logo, you step on the logo, you, you, you twist your foot on the logo as if you try to rub it in. He
0: <laughs> did it pretty sly, though. I'm not gonna front. He did it. He did it pretty sleuthly.
1: He knew he was the center of attention that entire series in mm-hmm. Boston, and he did that. And of course, the fans are gonna overreact, but at the same yeah. time, you can't. Let that get the best of you. We had fans throwing stuff onto the crowd. Like, nah, it's at
0: the same time. It's a cartoon. It's an inanimate object. <laughs> it's not real. Kevin Garnett looked mm-hmm. like he was gonna have a mental breakdown. Big Baby was. Davis was literally throwing a tamper tantrum. How dare you step on Lucky? I was like, Are you guys for real? The
2: whole game. Don't people
1: run on top of him? <laughs> facts right you're running back and forth over Lucky the whole time like come on
0: it was that was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life there were literal think pieces on Lucky and how it was disrespectful and I'm like does this leprechaun become alive when the lights go out in the gym the
2: Boston fans are gonna get you Ash
0: does, does, does he, <laughs> is, is there a now. pot of gold at the TD Garden <laughs> that I don't know about? Like, what is going on here? He's not a real person. That does not excuse you throwing a bottle cap or yeah. a bottle or I whatever agree. was thrown at Kyrie Irving because he stepped yeah. on your mascot. That is right. weird behavior and it's not right. okay.
1: Well, yeah, we had Knicks fans spitting at Trey Young too. You, yeah, you mm, to, that's you need disrespectful. To, that's out uh-uh. of pocket. I right. was let me
0: make let me speak on that because I remember when that video came out. First of all, mm. real Knicks fans, unless you're a celebrity, are not sitting that close to the court. They can't afford it. Real right. Knicks fans are in the top rows or all the way in the back of the 100, 200s. And I promise you, those guys were not real Knicks fans because although New Yorkers are crazy in New York, you spit on someone that's a fade. Right. So we're not spitting on anybody. So I'm glad those guys. Not just
2: New York, in anywhere
0: facts Facts. i'm glad those guys were banned from the garden i hope i never see them again um i hope we never see them again because they do not deserve to sit that close to the court at the mecca and if you can't respect somebody who's coming to play a game and keep the level of disrespect within the realms of the game you don't deserve to be there and that's just how i feel get them ash period get them period point blank But listen, somebody who's never afraid to pop back if you want to get crazy is Russell Westbrook. And that's why (laughs) I love him. And he's topic number four because Westbrook allegedly tried to convince Bradley Beal to ask for a trade from Uh -uh. the Wizards right before the NBA draft. Christian. I feel like we've been talking about this for a very long time. I've been pushing Beal to either go to the 305. At one point, it was the New York Knicks. The man doesn't want to budge. What is the possibility that there could be a move for him at some point?
1: I wish Russ would have spoken to him in maybe the three or four years before this one right any other year except for this one yeah get bradley bill out there but look at what the wizards just did you you get him a, another point guard right you add kcp you add cools you got how you give him some actual pieces like this is a team that can be competitive can they win big no you know what i'm saying I don't, I don't think this is a team that can do more than a first round exit in the playoffs but i do think he's got the tools to actually show the world hey i can be the number 1 because that's what we need to know right now Can Bradley Beal be your number one or is he your number two and you still need to have a number one in there? So I I think this is the year where we figure out just how bright of a star he is. And if it doesn't work this year, if, if he's not able to attract that other star to D.C., then you trade him. But, man, I wish Russ had that conversation with him maybe two years ago, because then we might see him in a Knicks jersey.
0: Lethal, let me ask you this, then, because that's an interesting point. You know, I think all players want to win a ring. Right. I think that's the goal of every NBA player is to win a chip. Right. But I think, do you feel lethal that a lot of guys or maybe, or some guys, I won't say a lot, are apprehensive about... Doing the thing that is chastised by the media and that is jumping to team to team to benefit them in the pursuit of winning a ring. And some guys feel like in order for that ring to be validated or to be official, they got to get it out the mud and they got to struggle. Because if not, the media is going to rip them to shreds and say, oh, they took the easy way out.
2: No, I agree with you 100 percent. You know, I feel like players like Dame and Bradley. They know um, if they – like, Matt, look what they're doing to the Lakers players today. You know, they they took the team pick and everybody's like, oh, look at all those all-stars. Why are they all coming together to be on one team? Blah, blah, Six blah. Six
0: Hall blah. of Famers, guys. Six Hall of Famers. Right. See, look, right. Look,
2: look, look what they're doing. And then, you know, you got certain players coming out saying, hey, this is a business. And then you have the players like you guys saying that are loyal. So, I feel like if I was in that position as well, um, I probably would stay with my team too because I wouldn't want to be uh, one of those people that are saying I'm just trying to jump from team to team, Ash. But I do feel like you know, as I get older, you know, let's say I hit the prime of like 37, 38, if I haven't won, and there's a young superstar that's asking for my services. I think I think I might go because I've proven that. Hey, I've been loyal. I've tried everything. You guys just didn't put the piece on. I've been with this organization for almost you know fifteen years, and mm-hmm. uh, it's time for me to part ways. So, me, I think Bradley and Dame. Uh, no, you know, all respect to their organizations, but I think if if they don't do what they need to do this year, those type of caliber players, they they. They need to go to different, t- unless the team, the organizations put the pieces around them that's needed to develop to get better.
0: I think Melo's in that mindset now, which is, yeah. is, I think Mello had the mindset.
2: And it's nothing wrong with that. He, 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 mm-hmm. he No, facts. He, yeah. Absolutely
0: nothing wrong with that. Because look, I'm a huge Melo fan. Obviously, being a New York Knicks fan, Melo, that was a great time for New York. It was New York, we here, before it was until New it York wasn't, we here, until it wasn't.
1: Y'all booed him out of Madison Square Garden. It y'all was. booed him it right was, out of there. Listen,
0: it was a great time until it wasn't. It was all good until... <laughs> Until it wasn't. But it's interesting. Mello, I think, had that mindset too in Denver for a very long time. He did. And then in, in New York, he really wanted yeah. to make it work. But I think Real. what happens is, one, as you get older, Real. and then two, I think Mello saw what happened when nobody was willing to take a chance on him because they were saying yeah. he's wash and he's yep. this and he's that. He realized, yo, honestly, Screw this shit. They don't
2: care about me. Exactly. Yeah,
0: everybody. This is a business, and I'm gonna exactly. do what's best for me. I'm gonna get exactly. my ring one way or another. So mm-hmm. everybody else can kiss my ass. That's how you yep. felt. I,
1: agree. I think you. I think these guys have to remember there's a difference between being that guy and not being that guy, right? If you're not that guy, if you're not an MVP caliber player, if you're not a LeBron, if you're not a Kevin Durant, if you're not a Giannis and stuff, you're you're probably not going to win in the with the team that drafted you. That's just my opinion, mm-hmm. right? Like we see all these other guys, Bradley Beal. He, he is that guy in a way, but there's there's another level of being that guy. I don't think he's there yet, right? Or mm-hmm. he might not be there. You need that. He needs some help. And the Wizards don't have the pieces to get him that help. Mm-hmm. Dame is that guy, right? Mm-hmm. We know he is. But the Trailblazers don't have the pieces to get him to, uh, the, the help he needs. And on top of that, the Western Conference is full of other guys that'll get him up out of here. So you got it. At a certain point, that's just what it boils down to for me. I thought Portland should have blown it up a long time ago. Yeah, now Dame is too. in the situation he's in now. I thought Bradley should have tried to try to get to Miami, try to get to New York, try to get somewhere else where other guys are gonna want to come play with you. And um, now they're in this situation.
0: And rounding out our three on five topic number five. During media day, Zion responded to a story about GM David Griffin, which claimed, among other things, that Griffin played the piano for his young star. (laughs) It's becoming a common occurrence these days for these players to come out on record to shoot down these anonymous sources that we were always talking about and stories. Christian, from a writer's perspective... What is your opinion when these guys come out and just dispute these stories and these sources and these quotes that are out there?
1: Listen, Kevin Durant told us he had nothing to do with James Harden getting to Brooklyn. I don't believe that for a second. Me and neither. now this anybody else. So, <laughs> so look, yeah, guys are going to push back against a lot of stories because sometimes the stories are wrong, right? Sometimes you got somebody who's spiteful. Talking to a, to the media and that story might not even be hundred percent accurate, you know. Mm. So so it all depends. So I, it is refreshing to me in a way to see Zion pushed. back I mean, number one, did you see his response? He was like, "That's kind of weird. <laughs> Another grown man playing the piano for me. Right, like I'm all right.
0: I, yo. Let me tell you right now, if I was Zion and David walks up to my room and he, I heard a knock knock, and it's David Griffin, he opens the door and I open the door and I'm like, "Yo, David, what's good? Like, what can I do for you?" And he comes in, he sits down at the baby grand, he starts playing. I'm gonna catch you later, bro. Because <laughs> what you not gonna do? <laughs> Is sit in my room playing a piano for me like Get I'm your out. girl and you trying right. to serenade me? Right. No, 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 no! Oh my Not goodness,
1: Lethal, you ever had any 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 coaches or anybody trying to recruit you come to your crib and do something strange for some change? <laughs> nah, I mean
2: when I was recruiting, getting recruited in college, you remember back then? You know they the coaches would really come in your liberal. They was talking crazy, but my parents weren't dumb. I weren't dumb, but. You know, they they'll say anything to get you to that college, brother. Like What's the
1: craziest thing one of them coaches said (laughs) to you? I know you remember. It's the same space. This is the same space, bro.
0: Did they come at you Jesus Shuttlesworth style? Oh, yeah, you opened the dorm and there was two girls in the room waiting for you. (laughs) I wouldn't
2: I wouldn't say I had two women waiting for me, but on I took all my visits to colleges and those are probably some of the best days of my life.
1: Listen, Listen. I know the vibe. I remember when
0: they said, "What happened?" Um, This is obviously football, but Dak said that on Jalen's visit to Mississippi, Mississippi State. Obviously, he ended up going to Bama. All all Dak said in the quote was, "Yeah, we had some fun." I'm like, "I'm sure y'all did have some fun." (laughs) This (laughs) might
2: sound corny, but one of our visits, um, I, I went to University of Nebraska. And we went to a football game, me and four other guys. They went to the Lornberg Institute, and people are going to think I'm crazy. Lorn, uh, Nebraska's party scene is nuts. It's crazy. So, that those few days, I'll never forget those few days in my life. Like, those coaches were like, look, here's this, here's that, here's this, go. And I'm like, you know, you're in <laughs> high school, you
1: like. <laughs> 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 oh, but lethal. <laughs> I do have a question for you, though. If, yeah. if you're Zion, right, and you're looking right. at what's been built around you, looking at your team, haven't made the playoffs since you got here, right. you know what I'm saying? And, and you're looking at, da- at David Griffin, who's the GM right. and the architect of this team. Is, is this like. Do, do the Pelicans need to make the playoffs this season? Leave year? And if Zion. They don't, Save yourself, you, you think Zion. You, if you were Zion, would you get up out of there or would you stay because you know the bag is going to come? well <laughs>
2: it's business so try to get yeah. that supermax you know what yeah. i mean but all due respect to the pelicans they they got to they they got to get it together like they mm. they got to put something around them because the one thing we can say about him he's an amazing scorer but the way that he scores he needs those pieces because he's not yeah. the type that is just going to just put the whole team on his back if that makes sense so he needs those pieces to get better but if it was me i'll give him, i'll give him about another few more years and then while he's still in his prime he needs to get out of there
1: um, I mean, yeah. I said
0: on Twitter I had done a video for Sports Illustrated months ago, yeah, and they came at me crazy. Did like sixty thousand views on Twitter, and mm. people were coming at me crazy. And I said, look, when Zion's rookie deal is up, he needs to leave New Orleans, mm. and not because I'm a small market hater like people like to call me. Right, it's because <laughs> historically. New Orleans is not good at managing talent of that caliber. You look sure. at what happened with Chris Paul. You look right. at what happened with Anthony Davis. Right. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. And,
2: and AD was loyal.
0: And AD Facts. was loyal till he yeah. couldn't be loyal anymore. Yeah. And Zion yeah. has the opportunity to learn from history and not make the same mistakes yeah. and salvage his prime years.
1: Cool, well that does it for three on five. That was a lot of fun. Let's see what's popping on the timeline right quick.
0: You know what time it is. It's time to scroll down the timeline. It's on the TL.
1: Derek Carr called an audible named Damian Lillard. This Damian Lillard audible ended up being a deep ball obviously because we talking about logo Lillard that boy sent Russell Westbrook Paul George and the Thunder home from from the logo pretty much so I mean lethal right yeah. if we had an audible <laughs> if, and then we go we gonna use my jets right because I'm, okay. I'm hurting right now my Yikes. jets I don't have a win yet and Yikes. we need a winning play and if we called our winning play lethal shooter right what would that play look like so what would the play look like or how would I say yeah. if I'm the quarterback Nah, how would what would that play like? Would it be a, a long ball? Would it be a, a play action? What would
2: it look like? I will go for the long ball if we need to win. Basically, instead of using <laughs> Damian Lillard's name, I use probably like Ray Allen. You know, like Yamaha, Yamaha, Ray Allen, Ray <laughs> Allen. Nah, we
1: say, no, nah, we say Yamaha Yamaha Lethal Shooter out here. You know the <laughs> okay, ball. Okay, okay, okay.
0: Like? It'd be like Ray Allen in game six. <laughs> yeah, and in,
2: in, instead of Ray, I probably use Lethal, but that's too hot. Well, using Ray Allen, they know it's long ball. So we probably you know what? It would probably be smart if they use somebody that couldn't shoot. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not gonna say any names, but imagine if you use like Yamaha, Yamaha. I feel
0: like I feel like mine would be kind of cool too. I would what do would something yours be? like my play would be like, I don't know, three to the dome mellow. It would be like three to the dome, mellow, mellow, mellow. Oh, because
1: that's a long ball. That's good. It'd be yeah, it'd be creative, yeah. Be like mellow, oh, mellow. No. Damn. If I had a play name that's for myself, yeah. I don't know. I think it'd be a run. Right, I think it'd be like a a fake pass run situation because I was to catch people off guard. You know what I'm saying? You don't even know. It'd be like humble
0: brag, humble brag, humble brag. See, humble
1: brag, humble brag. (laughs) By the time we in the end zone, it's too late. You don't even know what happened. What we got next? Next up on the timeline, Sue Bird and Mm. Diana Taurasi exchange Mm. jerseys, and we think that this is Sue Bird's last pro game. Mm -hmm. Right, Mm -hmm. Ashley, if this is Sue's last pro game. How, how are we going to remember her? What would her legacy be?
0: Just to read off some of her accomplishments. Two-time NCAA champion, four-time WNBA champion. I mean, five-time Olympic gold medalist, I believe, because she just won, they just won this past Olympics. I mean, she is the epitome of all things great about the WNBA. And I really think it's dope because she kind of started, she was part of the, that pioneer group that I really feel like brought so much attention to the W and made people respect it.
2: I agree with you 100%. Like, it's players like her. Like we said, we got to give them their flowers while they're, while they're here now, you know, mm-hmm. and, and not wait. Because, you know, I love her ability to play, and especially her jump shot, like her pace her pace of basketball. And, and the one thing I can say as a basketball fan, you know, thank you. And continue to keep up the great work. And most importantly, if you if you guys, not you, but if the listener, if you guys aren't watching this WNBA playoffs, you're missing out on some good mm. basketball. So make
1: sure you right. take the time
2: to watch these games because these, I mean, they are hooping. Like, yeah. this, this is some
1: good basketball for sure. And just the fact that we have two legends, right? Sue and yeah. Diana. I mean, Diana is just one of the most electrifying WNBA players I mean, the to white watch. mamba. Come she, on. She now. let that thing fly from wherever. And if you ain't on her, it's a wrap. I watched you know her train that? in Phoenix
2: with uh with Skylar one time, and her range is dumb. Like it's like it's crazy one step. So what happened was like when I was watching her because I like to watch how people catch the ball, how the seams are going, how the balls flapping and stuff like that. And the way that how she always stays in rhythm is it's ridiculous. Like she has a beautiful backspin with her jump shot, and it's just. I can't explain it. Like, it's just, you know, whatever you love most, ice cream, whatever that taste is, that's the way that I mm-hmm. felt the taste when I saw her shoot the basketball
1: in person. It Respect the W.
0: Watch <laughs> the W. Beautiful. Support the W. Yes, yeah.
1: please do. Please do. And you sometimes you, you got to support us reporters, too, because we, we, we have our low moments. And, and, <laughs> and those low moments just come in, in just the form of some just dumb questions. I mean, we have media day. And it just gets crazy. So in Salt Lake City, and this is before media day, um, I guess a a Utah reporter didn't realize that she was interviewing Jordan Clarkson. (laughs) And she decides to ask Jordan Clarkson, hey, have you ever been to any jazz games? And he's like, oh, yeah. yeah." A few. (laughs) Like, obviously, I've been to a few. I play for them every day. And then just yesterday, well, on Monday, at media day for the Nets, we had David Letterman come in, man. And trust me, I know he was trolling. But, right. I mean, some of the questions he was just asking were out of control. He goes, right. KD, why, why do they call you KD? Right. <laughs> I'm but just poor like, KD bro.
0: actually sat there. This yeah. is why KD hates everybody, yo. This is why he hates people. KD oh, actually goodness. sat there and explained <laughs> why they call him Kevin Durant and was like, because my first name. And then he's like, my second name. I mean, my last name. Yeah. He Listen, was- <laughs>
1: The entire line of questioning was to mock reporters, right? Because after that he goes, "Uh, "What percent do you think you're going to give give out there?" (laughs) The Knicks question was my favorite, hundred and ten percent. Yeah, after that he goes, "Are are are you on days when you're not playing for the Nets? Are you going to play for the Knicks?" Right. I'm like, bro, David, you gotta relax.
2: But you guys know, I I think that was very strategic, and 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 it just shows too that um, reporters, you guys have a sense of humor. You know, you guys get so much bad. Attention, sometimes on how much of uh, you know, the word I want to use, you guys are, but people have to realize too. You guys, have, you guys, <laughs> what's the
1: word? <laughs> what's the <laughs> word? You, you want
2: know, people people think you guys are just just a holes. You know what I mean? So I just feel yeah. like you know, people have to realize too. You guys do have a sense of humor, and you guys will go into an interview and say, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to mess with this guy one time and say something crazy to to get a response. You know, and I think oh, now,
0: Oh my goodness, what's what's the what's the wildest? like question you heard in the media Mm. room
1: sheesh because i I haven't been in
0: the media room for a very long time
2: what's the wildest one you asked as well chris come on don't don't hold back
1: oh man wildest question i've asked well well yesterday on media day uh patty Mills sits down yesterday and my boy well it was monday right media day is monday this comes out on wednesday so monday Patty Mills sits down and my man has the sharpest hairline. Right. I mean, just left the barbershop. Right. There's no way he could have gone anywhere. So I'm like, yo, Patty, where, where you get the haircut at, brother? Is that a Brooklyn haircut? Right. And, and that's a fun question. I don't know. That's a dumb question. He goes, yeah, you know what I'm saying? This is a Brooklyn haircut. Uh, uh, uh. But we've got reporters that'll ask questions. I think the dumbest or the, the worst situation.
0: Should have asked him if he used Kevin Durant's barber. Oh,
1: my goodness. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think the worst, I think what players get annoyed by easily is when they already answer a question mm. and then somebody else asks them the mm. same question that happens over and over and over and guys will just look all
2: right now now tell us which one have you done because you, you like how you be getting stuff oh, out of me goodness. what's the what's the oh tums? man come on give, well, give me one
1: um
0: that's actually really bad too when you try to rephrase the question yeah i hope i
1: hold myself to such a high standard i don't think i ask any dumb questions brother okay this guy I, i've i've Doubled up on questions that my colleagues have asked before because I maybe zoned out once mm. or twice and then the player will look at me like I just said I just answered that because it's you. I'll say it again. Uh, uh. OK, but it, it you know, what I'm saying it's tough. You know, I'm trying to think of a time. Maybe you guys can go and then I'll, I'll get one some of my favorite
0: questions. I think that I've seen wasn't my favorite. I thought it was, it was stupid, but it was when Rondo got traded to Dallas and oh, no, he's sitting with Mark Cuban And somebody asked him, you know, what made you want to come to Dallas? And he goes, Mm. I didn't want to come. I was traded. What? (laughs) Oh,
1: man. Oh,
0: (laughs) Oh, I
1: remember the story. Oh, here it is. is And and Mark
0: Cuban and Ronda were looking at each other cracking up because he was like, it was a trade. So (laughs) really didn't have much of a (laughs) choice, bro.
1: (laughs) I remember what happened now. So. I'm in the locker room, right? It's a, it's post-game after a Nets game and I'm not going to put the reporter's name out there cuz that's my guy. Right, right, but right, right. Spencer Dinwiddie is chilling in the locker room and we walk up to him. We're both, we have two different questions we want to ask him and then this reporter walks up to him and goes, "Hey, so um you were is your is your girlfriend in the building today?" Mm-hmm. And Spencer goes, "Hold on, girlfriend?" Right. I, I don't I don't have one of those. Right. I'm like <laughs> I'm like, "Wait, what do you mean?" And basically it was just a whole a whole thing about, "Yo, the you you can't really assume that right. sometimes players are in relationships when they're not. This right, is a little right, while right. ago. This situation right. also might have, could changed. have
0: exposed even if he wasn't in a relationship. That could have right. been his other girlfriend's day of the week. Right. That's right. what I'm
1: saying. So you never know. Either way, don't it, mess it,
0: up, player. It
1: gets, <laughs> it gets crazy. It gets crazy. It's it's a whole oh, it's a whole lot of craziness that goes on. Lethal, are you ever in scenario? Have you lethal? Have you ever been part of like? I'm sure you've had reporters ask you crazy questions in the past. Yeah. Has anybody ever asked you something that you're just like nah hold on what are you talking well, about well i feel
2: like the thing that's getting played out the most is like when people be like um if you're so good of a shooter do you think you can outshoot uh steph curry and stuff like oh. that and i feel like it's like that's getting Why played would they out ask to that? Me. i mean cuz cuz the way i shoot and i feel like realistically like i feel like you know, as a shooter, anything you do, I don't think you should ever say anybody should beat you. So I always say, you know, I can compete with Steph Curry. You know what I mean? So I think I think that's getting played out. But not nothing like crazy, like, um, you know, as your girl, like nothing crazy. It's just that's, that I get that question literally every day. Like everybody's asking me to be on podcasts. I ask them to send me questions. Every time I see that question, like you or Steph Curry, I just tell my manager I don't want to do the podcast.
0: i actually i personally hate the question now i don't want to do the podcast (laughs) you are the weakest link goodbye that's one of the questions i actually hate and i get this so much and i wish people would stop asking me this is how does it feel to be a woman in sports? Oh no. Mm. I don't know. How does it feel to be a man in sports? It kind of, it's mm. just such a lazy question. That's That up. it's just like, how am I supposed to answer that? It feels no right. different than a man in sports. It's yeah. it's just such a lazy. But that lazy... shows that
2: those people have never been around real sports. Cause growing up, the best athletes always was, you know, had um that that presence from you guys on a court or whatever. Like every when I was young, all the girls that was hooping with us was making us better. Like, I remember, mm-hmm. even nice. as a as a trainer, um, like, five years ago when I was training Angel McCartney, like, I'll be training her and we'll be hooping. And I'll be like, damn, like, she mm-hmm. good. Like, she really making me. I have to, like, really play to beat her or for her to beat me. You know what I mean? So, Facts. you know.
0: I, I, I just wish people would stop asking late. You know, yeah. overall, not just with me. Stop asking lazy questions. Yeah. Like, there are questions, and by lazy questions, I mean things that are just so blatantly obvious. You know the answer to them. It's not really thought-provoking. Like, athletes get tired of answering the same questions over and over again. And what sets you apart, you know, as a journalist, is when you can really kind of think outside the box and get a different remark and inspire a different thought process than what they're accustomed to. Stop asking the same questions. We know how LeBron feels about championships. We know how Russell Westbrook feels about Kevin Durant. We know how Kevin Durant feels about his time in OKC. Stop asking. We get it. It's it's a ridiculous line of questioning. It's old. It's you beat a dead horse just move on we we know it we got it move next chapter what's the next you know
1: chapter? who you know who you can't let that fly with and this is one more story before we move on greg okay. popovich came to barclays one time <laughs> yo pop and will curse you out pop he will care. curse you out but i think maybe i just happened to be on his good side that day all the other reporters were asking some questions about i forget what it was i think it was something that was happening off the court and he was just shitting on every single person <laughs> so i was just like yo I'm going to just ask a strictly basketball question. I'll never forget. LaMarcus Aldridge did not play that game. Okay. Um, I forget what it was. And I was like, hey, Pop, you know, obviously LaMarcus is out. You know, how does that change what you want to do on offense? How does that change what you do from a game plan, a game plan standpoint? He goes, you know what? And he looks at everybody else. He goes, now that's a good question. And they caught that on video. You could Google good it right now. Good job, Chris. Great that job. Was, that man. was amazing. was so Look at Come you, on man. man. Come look at you, now. Man. you know, man. Just shout, one time. Just
2: one time. Shout out to Pops, man, making Chris feel good, man. Come on now. I'm real. Come on now. You know the vibes. Well, you guys already know what time it is, man. This is the certified bucket of the week.
0: Verified with our stamp of approval, it's the certified bucket
2: of the week. My certified bucket is Aaron Rodgers. The one thing that I, that I saw when that little bit of time was left and that camera was on him, he knew that it was game time. And I feel like that just makes me feel like, you know, he's, he's locked in. He he, he understands what it takes to be great. And when he was driving down that field, like like Ash was saying, he he, he went about 75 to 80 yards in that little span of time for that kicker to uh, hit, that, hit that winner. So it, it's amazing. It's beautiful to watch players in their greatness. So shout out to Aaron Rodgers, man. You're my certified bucket of the week. Continue to stay locked in. I'm not really a Packers fan, but I see how much... <laughs> I see how much AD loves them, So, you know, I, I watch a lot of those uh, football games now. So, shout out to Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers.
0: I think it's also exciting if you're a Packers or even just a football fan. Yeah. Because that first game was atrocious. That was, <laughs> that you was scary. You were like, okay, I thought, Aaron.
2: I, I was you want to go I mean, play I'm Jeopardy not, or not? Nah? Like, <laughs> the first game, I can say, I was like, is he doing this? Because he might not really want to be there. You know what I mean? No, like, you thought he was throwing
0: it? I thought I'm he was throwing it.
2: He's throwing I the was game. like, oh. I was like, hold yeah. up, my Isn't man. Isn't that a is movie in
0: it. in the longest yard? Isn't that why he went to jail for throwing yes. games? Yes. Oh my <laughs> goodness. I was like, my man
1: looked like he throwing the game, man. Listen, I got Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams on my fantasy team. So week okay. one was a struggle, but we bounced back, and they won me to my my game this week. Last was that last night, two nights ago, whatever it was, two when they went ago. off. It was yeah, Sunday nah. night. Shout yeah. out, shout outs to Aaron Rodgers, man. He. he He held it down. Ashley, who you got?
0: Listen, I'm going to keep it in the football category, and I'm going to go with Justin Tucker of the Baltimore Ravens. Shout out to Lamar Jackson. Big Lamar Jackson fan over here. 66-yard field goal, an NFL record. I believe the record was 65 or 64 yards, and the man hit 66, which is not an easy task. Now, look. Mm I wouldn't put my kicker in that position because, as you can see, my kicker is not reliable. Um, (laughs) Shout out to the Dallas Cowboys. But listen, it is interesting. I mean, that is a brazen move to make. Obviously, when you're trying to win a game, you know, you go big or you go home and you really didn't have much of a choice. You only had a few seconds left on the clock. You obviously couldn't get a playoff. Um, So you go ahead and kick that field goal and you take your chances and you hope that it works out. But I don't think anybody in their wildest dreams thought a 66-yard field goal was going to go through. That is one hell of a kick. That That is one hell of a leg. And Justin Tucker needs to be eating in Baltimore free for the next month. Cause wow, that was impressive.
1: Sure. What do you even do to be able to kick a ball that that far? Like what workouts
0: what 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 well, I, leg day? No upper I don't body. know. Yeah, leg day all day. <laughs> don't skip you know leg day. Who, oh, Muscle someone memory.
1: else who might be doing leg day all day is Britney grinding the way she was carrying her team. I mean right. twenty three points. 16 rebounds, elimination game against the Storm. I mean, four assists, too. The way she was moving mm-hmm. the ball around, two blocks, just an all-around game. I mean, she's a star, right? Beautiful. And I think we knew this when she when she first came into the league. But exactly. just the way that, she, that her career has grown and that the way that she's grown as a player, uh, she's definitely my my certified bucket of the week for sure. Yeah. And the one thing I could say about
2: her, um, it was a few moments in the game that um, she messed up. She didn't put her head down. She sprinted back so hard on defense, came back. And, mm-hmm. and finish their job. So, you know, keep up the great work, Brittany. I'm a huge fan once again because uh, because Skylar's on that team. So everybody that's on that team, I'm a huge fan. But Brittany, I love the way you're playing. Keep grabbing those rebounds, blocking jump shots. And most importantly, I know you guys see it, she sets great screens. So, yeah, oh, keep, yeah keep, keep up the great Phenomenal. work, man. And once again, like we said before, Make sure everybody's watching those WNBA games because this is great basketball. You know, this is great basketball. So make sure you tune in.
0: Absolutely. And listen, just like she's playing great basketball... We have a great podcast here at Certified Buckets, and we officially wrapped episode two, fellas. Let's go. How do you feel? You feel feel good. You got the momentum going. You like the big three formation we got going. Yeah, we got we two
1: games in. We got a long season ahead, though. Got a long season ahead. Keep our head down. Keep it. Keep it grinding. This is fire. Listen,
0: I'm trying to win a chip. Okay.
1: The big three. Ash, Ash, LeBron. I get to be Ray. Who you, Chris? Shoot, I'm Rondo. Nah, no, no,
2: if i Lebron,
0: I can't Chalmers. be Rondo. Chalmers. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm kidding. If I'm Lebron, oh, I'm Ray No, lethal. You're D Wade. Right, I, 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 I could be D Wade. Y'all confuse me. Yeah, D Chris, Wade and Chris okay. is Bosh. Wait, okay. whoa, well, how am I? Bosh? That was the big three. Oh, Ray wasn't in the big three.
1: He wasn't in the big three.
0: And Bosh is a Hall of Famer. Put some respect on Chris Bosh's name. Oh, I'll man. give you the Lakers big three. I'll be Mellow.
1: You be right. mellow on the Lakers? Mellow ain't no big three on oh, the Lakers? Oh,
0: then, then we got to be the Miami big three. Then you out of luck.
1: Oh, man. You know what? It's all right. I, I, I'll gladly take Chris Bosh. You feel me? Bosh is Bosch integral. You needed Bosh to win.
0: Absolutely. And now he's in the Hall of Fame. So Facts. respect Bosh.
1: Shout out to right. my son, Chris Bosh. Yeah, shout out to Chris Bosh.
0: Make sure you do us a favor and hit that subscribe button, rate five stars, and drop a review if you're listening on Apple. Shoot just shot on social media, but not at Lethal because he is a taken man so there you that go. leaves myself and Chris. Yo,
1: you feel me? <laughs> you can
0: go ahead and do that at Certified Buckets. No vowels in the word buckets because we too cool for all of that. And that's cool. on all social media platforms. We want to hear from you. And if you come correct, you might just hear your comments on our next show. Until next week, we out. Peace.